This is the intersection of assistive, educational, and information technology. Whether it's technology for inclusive classroom learning or tools for community success, technology can promote independence and inclusive technology has become more available for everyone. Welcome to the Inclusive Technology for All podcast with your host, Mike Murata. Hey there, welcome to episode 52. This episode is scheduled to be released on September 16, 2019, and I am really excited and ready to go. I just returned from speaking at the Kentucky Occupational Therapy Association Conference and had a great time, met a lot of great people. Uh, I was honored to be their keynote speaker, and I got to talk about inclusive technology and future technology innovations. Uh, I got to talk all day about Chrome as AT, which is always a favorite. Uh, Special thanks to Rhonda and everyone at KOTA for having me. We have some good stuff to talk about on this episode, but what do you want to talk about? I want to hear from you. Leave your comments and ideas about topics for upcoming episodes by visiting SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash ITS podcast, and leave your audio message. And also, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. All right, let's go. There was an article in Time recently that discussed the fact that none of the websites for the 2020 presidential candidates were fully accessible to people with disabilities. In this day and age, it's a bit disheartening to learn that this could be possible, but I guess really is it shocking? Maybe not. Uh, The author interviewed Virginia Jacko, who's the CEO of the Miami Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired. She and her team evaluated each website from the candidates on 10 criteria to determine an overall score. Uh, Some of those criteria include the availability for alt text for pictures and logos, and the ability to navigate through embedded forms via keyboard commands. Uh, They rated each area on a scale of one to four. None of the websites scored a four in all categories. The highest average score of 3.0 went to Joe Biden's website, with President Trump's website scoring 2.67, and the lowest score of 2.0 scored by Elizabeth Warren. I'll include a link in the show notes to the full report, which is called the 2020 Presidential Candidate ADA Compliance Meter Report, and that's from the Miami Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired's website. So what are some simple steps you can take to improve the accessibility of your website? The nextweb.com website recently published an interview with Vint Cerf, an early web pioneer who is often called a father of the internet. Vint, who is also hearing impaired, discussed the current state of web accessibility and identified six simple steps that could provide web accessibility. One, stop autoplay of video and GIFs. Beyond just being annoying to most users, these videos could also be dangerous to an individual with epilepsy. These fast-moving images could trigger an attack. So provide simple options to allow users to turn these web features on and off. Number two, make your videos accessible with transcripts and captions. Provide text support for audio content to ensure all users can benefit from your content. While we are on the topic of captions, make sure they're good captions also. And by good, I mean don't rely on services to auto-generate captions. Have you ever read some of the YouTube auto-generated captions? Uh, To say they are bad is kind of being kind. Uh, If you're interested in this topic, check out Nikki Pointer on Twitter and follow her hashtag, NoMoreCraptions. 
It's not just video on websites. Podcasts are all the rage now. Look, you're listening to one right now. But how many of your podcasts provide a transcript? This one does. Uh, I don't know what you listen to, but I guess it isn't many. Content creators need to be better with this. Number three, provide alt text for all visual elements on the web page. Without alt text, some websites will practically be invisible to individuals who use a screen reader. They won't be able to gather any information about the page. Make sure to add alt text to pictures, graphics, buttons, and any other visual element on the screen. Not sure how to write good alt text? I included a link in the show notes to a document from WebAIM all about alt text. Number four, provide effective autocomplete. For individuals with physical impairments, autocomplete may be the difference between being independent on the web or needing to ask for assistance. If you use web-based forms, make sure you are providing options for form fields. Five, make your accessibility easy to find. Does your website have an accessibility page? You know, a page that describes available features and how to turn them on and off. Just as important, is your page easy to locate? This is an area to discuss with your web designers to ensure that accessibility is baked into the design of your site. And finally, number six, increase the size of clickable areas. If you're using buttons or forms, make sure these screen elements are large enough for an individual with a physical impairment. Also, make sure that the website elements are sized correctly on mobile devices for ease of access. While this list wasn't meant to be exhaustive, it's a good jumping off point to approach website design with accessibility in mind from the beginning, not as an afterthought. Are you in the New England area? Well, then make sure you plan to join us for the Technology for Specific Learning Disabilities Conference on October 16, 2019. This full-day conference will be held in Wakefield, Mass., and I am proud to be one of the organizers along with Karen Janowski. We've assembled an impressive list of speakers that will be sharing insights about the power of technology to support students in the K-12 learning environment. Concurrent session topics include using Google Keep to promote student and organization, apps and extensions for student literacy, the power of multimedia for learning, how to support students with executive function, and what the research says about which technologies support learners with high incidence disabilities. This is sure to be a powerful day of learning and sharing. Hope you'll be able to join us to learn more about the conference. Check out the website where you can also register. The website is bit.ly slash TSLD conference. A device created by a graduate student at the University of Auckland may provide an access alternative for individuals with motor impairments. Chewit, which was designed by Pablo Gallego Castone, is a lozenge-sized wireless device that the user places in their mouth. Simply manipulating the device inside their mouth can send different signals to their assistive technology. Biting down on the device will produce a switch click. The device is equipped with a gyroscope and an accelerometer that can translate movement inside the mouth to pre-stored gestures that can then be used to control actions on their assistive technology device, such as a wheelchair or a smartphone or a tablet. The team plans to start a pilot program with users within the year. I'll include the website link from the University of Auckland's Augmented Human Lab in the show notes. For this episode's tool time, I want to share an app I just learned about this past weekend at the KOTA conference. I was leading a session on AT Tools, 
uh, to support executive function. And one of the participants shared this one. The app is called Habitica. It's available for both iOS and Android. So what does it do? I'll let the tagline tell you. The tagline is gamify your life. Users create an avatar and receive points for each task that is completed. So you set tasks and goals and to-do items, then you complete them to receive points and other re rewards within the game. I like the idea of using an app with some of the students I'm working with to kind of gamify this process. Um, checking something off the list isn't exactly motivating to them a lot of times. But if they could receive in-game bonuses and get points, they might want to complete these tasks. There's also a social network component of the app that lets you join forces with other avatars to fight monsters and go on campaigns. Uh, overall, sounds like a great way to engage students and promote task completion. I created an avatar this past weekend, so I'm going to start using the app and I'll report back in a future episode. Want to find other people interested in inclusive and assistive technology? Well, then join us every Wednesday night on Twitter at 8 p.m. Eastern for AT Chat. Each week, Karen Janowski and I lead a hour-long discussion about tools and strategies for inclusion and accessibility for individuals with disabilities. This week, we tried something a little different on AT Chat. The topics this week were less questions and more provocative statements designed to generate some conversation. So how did it go? I don't know. I thought it went good. Uh, overall, our theme was AT service delivery. And so first we started the conversation off with a statement that every student with an IEP needs an AT evaluation. The crowd during the chat was in agreement that this was not true, but several of us have experienced this while out providing services. Uh, we addressed AT consideration, which does need to be provided to each student with an IEP. Other topics of conversation included uh, discussion about the AT expert model and school-based AT professionals needing some type of AT certification. Overall, there was some spirited conversation with lots of great resources shared. I've included the links to both the Wakelet archive for this chat and the spreadsheet to all the 2019-2020 chats in the show notes. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Do you have an idea for a future episode? Leave an audio message via SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash ITS podcast with your suggestion. It may appear on an upcoming episode. To stay current on all things inclusive and assistive technology, follow Mike on Twitter at MMATP and visit his website at MMATP.com for inclusive technology resources and all the previous podcast episodes.